Hello, my history nerds, and welcome to the Historia Podcast. My name is Stephanie, and this is episode 17, Jane Austen. Um, As you've seen from the previous two episodes, this episode may be a little short, um, because I've been recording multiple episodes at the same time, because I'm trying to catch up, but you know, it's fine. We're just going to go with it. Uh, Shameless plugs. As you all may have heard by now, membership is available on Patreon. However, if you want to donate to the podcast without a monthly commitment, you can do so through Buy Me a Coffee um, and use the donation feature there. Uh, You can also purchase the citations for $2, or if you become a Patreon member, you get that for free. Uh, Content calendar, so you know when episodes are going to be released, and you know, videos, all that fun stuff private Facebook group, Instagram group, shoutouts, citations, fun stuff. And as always, the links to this and more are available in the show notes. And now that we've gotten my abbreviated version of a shameless plug segment completed, grab your drinks so we can get this episode going. And uh, the last and final drink of the night is black coffee, because it is episode number three and it's 3 a.m and i'm just i'm trying not to express how i feel right now so that i don't yawn i'm also trying not to say that again before i actually do um now as you'll get to know me or if you already do you may know or come to learn that i love reading and one of my favorite authors is jane austen She was born to George and Cassandra Austen on December 16th, 1775 in Steventon, Steventon, Hampshire, and was one of eight children. All but one, the second-born son, George, lived to adulthood. Her father served as a rector in the Steventon area. Mr. Austen was from a very old and wealthy wool merchant family, but at that time, the inheritance was only passed down to the eldest son of each generation. George's branch of the family unfortunately fell into poverty, and he and his two sisters were orphaned at a very young age. At 15, he went to St. John's College in Oxford, and this is where it's believed that he met his future wife, Cassandra. Cassandra, whose father was the rector at All Souls College in Oxford, belonged to the Lees, a baronetcy family from from Stoneleigh in the county of Warwick. Even though she was from a minor family branch, it's actually really impressive. And uh, if you didn't know, their family line actually survives to this day. We don't know all that much about Jane, there are very few examples of letters or sketches of her from her family. It's estimated that she's written over 3,000 letters, of which we only have 160 surviving because her sister Cassandra destroyed most of them to protect her sister following her death and censored many, uh, removing any mention of illness or sadness, as well as any mention of family matters that they considered sensitive, uh, like their brother George, who had a disability 
and was subsequently hidden away. Their brothers who enlisted in the army or their aunt who was arrested. Her family worked hard to paint the picture of a good, quiet aunt who was happy with domestic life and that her family was the center of her life when she wasn't. But we can get to we can get more into this part of Jane in a bit. Their home in Steventon and the others in the surrounding area were demolished during the 19th century, but archaeologists were have established the outline of the Austin house. We could find evidence of vegetables they grew in their garden and garbage, such as broken trinkets like an egg cup. This egg cup was white with a blue willow pattern. And while this type of item was all the rage during this time, this particular item was mass-produced. Their humble home was, as we know, filled with many children. But to supplement his income, Mr. Austin also farmed and ran a boys' boarding school. And the rent, he also received rent from Cheesedown Farm, which was given to him by his benefactor, Thomas Knight. His average yearly income was only 300 pounds, which was very low compared to other gentry families whose annual incomes could vary anywhere from 1,000 to 5,000 pounds a year. Her daily life seemed to mirror her female leads. She attended church, called on neighbors and friends, and would read novels to her family, primarily those of her own creation. Speaking of socializing, what better way to do this in the Regency period than at a ball? And what is a ball without romance? On January 8th, 1746, a newly 20-year-old Jane attended a ball at the neighboring uh, Dean House where she met Tom Lefroy. Tom was the nephew of Anne Lefroy, Jane's friend and neighbor who lived at Ash Rectory and came to visit his family between December of 1745 and January of 1746. In letters to her sister Cassandra, Jane often referred to him as her Irish friend or simply as her friend. She had written that she suspected she would receive an offer of marriage from him, but would refuse him because she didn't like his white coat and would only accept if he would give it up. Unfortunately, his family intervened and he was sent away at the end of January. They never saw each other again. It's clear that she did love him, but unlike in her novels, you very rarely marry for love at this time. She did hold him in her heart. In a letter she wrote to her sister in 1798, she mentioned that she had tea with a member of his family but couldn't work up the nerve to inquire about him. In December of 1800, George Austin announced that he would retire. He took his family of four people who lived in the house at that time and moved to Bath, where they lived in Sydney Place. While some could argue that she lacked productivity during this time with her writing, some could argue that her busy social schedule kept her busy, uh, kept her away from her writing. In 
In contrast, others argued that she continued to do some writing and made minor revisions to her works, except in the few months following her father's death. Even then, they moved quite frequently, which doesn't, in all honesty, doesn't give one the luxury of time when it comes to writing. Cassandra destroyed all of her letters from Jane between 1801 to 1804. We don't know why, but we do know that in 1802, Jane received her only confirmed proposal from Harris Bigwither, the younger brother of their friend uh, Althea and Catherine. She accepted, but withdrew her acceptance the next day. On January 21st, 1805, George, George Austin died, leaving his wife and daughters in a very peculiar financial situation, causing them to move multiple times. Their finances depended on the amount of contributions from their brothers. They continued to move around until 1809, when they settled at Chotton College on Edward Austin's estate, where they lived for eight years. In early 1816, Jane became sick, and despite getting progressively more sick as time went on, she continued to write until she wrote for the last time on May 18, 1817. We know about this because she noted it in her work. At some point during May, Jane, Cassandra, and their brother Henry traveled to Winchester to seek treatment for Jane. At this point, Jane's illness had progressed rapidly, and her outlook was bleak. On Jane Austen died on July 18, 1817, and was buried in Winchester Cathedral. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to on whatever platform you are listening on. Uh, the link to this and more uh, to these platforms and many more are available in the show notes below, as well as links to, you know, our Instagram, buy me a coffee, all the fun stuff. Uh, please take a minute to rate or leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And as always, please send me your book recommendations, comments, complaints, or even if you would just like to say hello, you can do so by sending me an email at thehistoriapodcast and the number two at gmail.com, or you can send me a message on Instagram, that of course is in the link, but you can find me at The Historia Podcast. Thank you very much, everyone, and I will be back with you very soon with another episode. Bye, everyone.